0: Welcome back everyone to another episode of Go Be Wyoming. I'm your host Aaron and I'm joined again with Zach Gale from Bozeman. Zach how's it going? Great how are you doing? I'm good another beautiful day you know some smoke uh, coming from the west coast but uh, I love fall it's it's nice down here so yeah for sure. Can't complain. Yeah. Hey, you uh I also gotta we gotta bring this up. Hey,
1: you saw the VP up there in Montana. I did, uh, yep. That's pretty I cool. My nice uh keep America Great hat. This thing is massive, like, <laughs> huge, like huge on my head. <laughs> but um yeah. Uh uh what's today, Wednesday. So Monday, uh he was up here. Uh Mike Pence was doing the rally for um uh see Gianforte, Matt Rosendale, and Steve Danes. Uh so the big three kind of GOP uh, candidates in Montana so yeah it was really cool it was really cool I I think
0: um, regardless of where you are politically I think it's still like um, because like um, the VP Pence was here as well in Sheridan and Mm. um, Bo Beitman went and saw him and he's like in in, you know Air Force Two I guess technically was it but um, he's like it's you know it's just one of those things like they you know he's saying his daughters like they may never see that ever again and then they got to yeah. get on air force one and it's like you know <laughs> anyway so it's that's cool that's awesome yeah. um yeah so um well we've got a lot to talk about zach um yes, we do. We'll, we'll get right into uh, our education segment brought to you by alpha graphics of sheridan Alpha Graphics can do all your design needs, uh, paper products, uh, marketing, so, um, you know, the first thing I had found throughout this week, Zach, um, was uh, UW last week extended their, you know, um, in person, so everything was online. Um, I think I saw this week that they are going to go back into person classes. Um, okay. You know, uh, they did that. Obviously, Wyoming seeing a spike right now in COVID cases. Um, I will say I'm 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 happy that they're going back to to in-person classes. Um, I think we are seeing. You know, I think this is Wyoming's second spike,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's going to come back down. Yeah. Um, you know, one of our worries that we had written in here when we had seen this was if they canceled the semester or didn't know in person, uh, are the students going to give that $3,000 back that the school gave to them and saying, you know, you're going to come in person school. Right. <laughs> don't need to, we don't need to be devil's advocate here. They're going to go back to in-person school. Yeah. I will say with 2020, I think we'll keep an eye on it because it wouldn't surprise me if we got another spike, you know, and they send people home, but it's like, well then what's what was with all the money we you know so yeah uh, we'll kind of keep an eye on that but uh, they are going back to in-person school i saw and you know i i think they're just going to be slow which they've been slow uh, to begin with um yeah and then um we are going to talk about state news uh, the sheridan press had an article in regards to some state legislative committees you know that. They're talking about budget. You know, I, I think we can't talk about it enough. However, it was this interesting how it was worded in the article that the committee wants to know what the salaries are of our teachers, hmm. and I'm like, yeah. shouldn't we know that? Like that. Um. So, anyways, you and I are gonna do some digging, and and obviously all this budget stuff, it, it's gonna be ongoing. But it's like one of those things where it's like, shouldn't we know what that cost is, you know, I'm yeah. confused. Um, you know, I know plenty of teachers, it's like, they're not no- negotiating salaries right now. Right. What's your yeah. take on that? You know, and we need to do some digging and find that article, but
1: yeah, well, I'm, I'm confused on that too. Are, so are they referring to, they're not talking about university professors, they're talking about teachers in the public school system.
0: Correct, sorry, yeah, K through 12. Yeah, okay. this is the state legislation, uh, some committees, um, I would imagine like the revenue or budget committees and how it was worded was they would like to know what the, the, you know, what, what are the budget is the teacher salaries?
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, I feel like we should know that. I mean, it's published, every week in the paper what teachers are making or at least the range you know of what they're making um exactly yeah I I feel like that should be common knowledge um or should already be built in and layered into the budget for education
0: (laughs) yeah um so you know and like I said maybe maybe the article was just misworded and you know maybe this committee is saying in the budget cuts you know and like the governor's budget cuts you know where does that sit you know in comparison so sure uh, we'll do some more ongoing on the budget it's just of like it wouldn't surprise me if that if if someone in a committee said that and it's like yeah okay you're our elected official that's public knowledge like that right that, so anyway it's like pay attention to who your elected officials are um so yeah. <laughs> um you did most of the research on this one zach um for most of us tonight's and actually a lot of uh people our age, um, this, you know, it's not a surprise, but um, it's worth noting. Uh, So Sheridan County District 2 Superintendent, Craig Doherty, announced his retirement um, and he will retire in 2021. Um, And Zach, I'll kind of let you take that off there. Uh, You got a lot of great research here on this.
1: Yeah, um, you know, the Sheridan Press reported this, uh, I think it was a couple days ago. but yeah, uh, 21 years as the superintendent, Sheridan County, um, you know, Craig's got a bunch of experience teaching and, and administrating um, in, uh, I think the article said in in Alaska, Montana and Wyoming. Um, and uh, it, it, it is pretty big news. Um, again, I don't think it's surprising. I think we saw this kind of coming here in the last couple of years, but um, it's big news because Craig has done a lot in Sheridan uh county school district um you know implementing how classes are run and the you know there's this new kind of idea out there um called the plc um which is professional learning community um and so that's that's huge i mean that's being taught up here at msu um is our you know my education classes um so it's it's spreading it's not just like it's only impacting Sheridan, uh wyoming it's it's spreading into other states um And so it's really brought Sheridan County, I think, to the forefront. You know, it's one of the best districts in the state, if not the best district in the state. Um, And, uh, yeah, whoever uh, Craig's successors, they're going to have some pretty big shoes to fill. Um, It uh, looks like they'll be starting the search for his successor on October 1st. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah they're going to have some big shoes. I, my guess would be that it's, you know, either Mitch or Scott that might uh, take that. There's the assistant superintendents, but um, guys who have been in that role and have helped Craig with this uh, establishment too, for a while. So, um, but yeah, uh, some, some important news for Sheridan school district too.
0: Yeah. And, you know, to tie it in statewide, um, I, I don't think it's boasting of us to say that, school district two is one of the best, if not the best school district. And it is because of what Craig has done. And I, I will say his team around him, you know, I, I think Mitch or Scott um, would be great candidates um, to to overtake his position. Um, they both have been in the school district for a long time. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it, you know, this is kind of, I'm not gonna name names of how I heard this conversation, but uh, you know, some some administrative and teachers this summer were talking about, you know, there's obviously gonna be some revenue shortfall, there's gonna be some budget cuts, Um, but it was great to hear that, you know, in the conversation I was overhearing was, we will be fine for a year or two. Yeah. And that is because of Craig's leadership and that, you know, we do not, compared to other school districts, you know, we don't spend we don't just we don't have wasteful spending he he looks at it and says no you know you know we plan for it or you know we fundraise or whatever and that speaks for sheridan as a community but um you know they were talking about some other the big bigger districts that they've already made cuts already and you know and sheridan's sitting here like we've made no cuts you know it looks like we there may be cuts but you know it's not going to be as drastic so um you know, this is something to look at because it's, you know, who is your leader, who is your superintendent, you know, what are they allowing to be spent on, um, you know, Sheridan, uh, this school district, too, is one of the highest paid for teachers. Well, yeah. we're one of the best in education yep. and we don't have any uh, budget issues, you know, um, right. so, you know, it's, it, it's a big deal and um, yeah, this is big news. It'll be interesting to see who they fill in, but um, like we said, uh, if it's
1: internal, we've got some good people that could fill in. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, and uh, I think we don't need to keep harping on it, but just to, from my own experience in Sheridan, um, you know, you and I are products of of Craig's uh, leadership, but my time up here in Montana and working in some of these public schools is night and day between the two uh, school districts. So it, it really is uh, super important who we've got uh, in there. and just acknowledging Craig's, Craig's work, so.
0: Yep, absolutely. Um, How about you uh, talk about this, um, we'll keep it kind of Sheridan County School District, uh, the virtual versus, you know, homeschooling.
1: Yep, we, um, so uh, this is the Sheridan Press again reporting this, Um, Wyoming, let's see, families are reconsidering virtual and homeschooling, Um, so they can, they are, Parents who have decided, or who start be decided at the beginning of the school year to keep their kids from going to cl- uh, in-person classes, um, now want the chance to re-enroll their students to- for in-person classes. Um, so they're reconsidering this their initial choice. Um, you know, the press reports that. Sheridan County School District 2 has passed the threshold of initial enrollment counts, but those who want to re enroll their kids can do so at any time. There's no deadline to re enroll your students. Um, You know, Superintendent, uh, Assistant Superintendent Scott Stoltz um, said families have been reaching out, recognizing that the virtual option hasn't been working for their students, Um, which kind of seems to me like a a no brainer. there's just there's no substitute for being in person and and uh, you know getting the same amount of attention and, and relationship building with your teacher. Um, but I think the main point of this article was to just kind of dispel some rumors. There were rumors going around that you can't re-enroll your students that you know the deadline's passed. Um, that's not true. You can re-enroll your student at any time um, if you want to enroll or re-enroll. Um, just go to Sheridan County School SheridanCountySchoolDistrict2.com um, and look for the student registration. Um, that'll give you information on how to go through that. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was interesting. Uh, you know, people are are seeing like the education quality is is dipping through virtual uh, schools, so.
0: Yep. You know, and, and I've talked to some parents. Um, I, I think, you know, I, I'm glad that the Sheridan County Dis- District 2 it probably mostly, want, you know, probably a lot of school districts gave that option. Um, and because there could be a situation where, you, you know, with everything going on, it might be better for, you know, your kid or the student to be home and do virtual learning perfectly fine. So, um, but I, you know, I, um, I'm not sure. I wonder how, I'm kind of curious. I wonder, did it say how many students that Scott knew
1: about that were virtual and then now they're coming back? Um, so it looked like it just pointed out a couple schools, uh, in Sheridan County, just the, the drop off in enrollment. So it was typically about 30 on average. The schools saw about 30 students not, um, re-enrolled in the classroom, so. Not too bad then. Yeah, there were some schools like Highland Park and Sheridan High School who had more students than last year. Um, but there were a few elementary schools where the attendance Mm -hmm. or the enrollment had decreased, so.
0: Huh, interesting. Well, I'm glad, yeah. you know, um, while you were reading this off, I was thinking, you know, um, I, I wish we weren't in such a, a time of budget constraints, right? Uh, but I think this brings up the topic of, you know, school choice. You know, I, I think that is very important. Um, so anyways, but no, I, I'm with you. I, I agree. I, I think the kids should have been in person from the get-go. Um, just it's for social interaction behavior um and then you as a teacher it you know there, there's no substitute for a teacher actually being there in in you know in 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 teaching um so yeah, yeah now that's that's good news um and then you know in the last education thing we have, I got from the Petroleum Association of Wyoming, the Wyoming State Energy Program, uh, which is part of the Wyoming Energy Authority. Um, they were able to get about $600,000, um, in grant programs for K through 12 throughout the state. This is separate. So this isn't from CARES Act or anything like that. This is, um, you know, quote unquote from the energy sector. So, okay. um, pretty cool. Um, just kind of a nice, Hey, that's, you know, any money right now to K 12, I think, uh, is great. And, um, sure. so on that note, we are gonna jump into our energy and agriculture news. Uh, this will be brought to you by Land Resources USA, land professionals here in Sheridan. Contact Denny Biteman or Bo Biteman uh, for any of your uh, land services needs. Um, we actually do have quite a bit here on this one for a little bit there, Zach, I thought we weren't gonna have anything to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, just kind of a rig, rig count update, um, you know, as of this week, there are about 250 rigs oper- operating in the U.S. Um, most of them are going to be kind of that Texas, Oklahoma um, area, uh, but Wyoming still does have that one active rig, so that's good. Um, this was, and, and we've actually got some more kind of wind, wind energy um, stuff, but uh, Albany County, they got about 1,200 signatures and they want their county commissioners to update uh, the current regulations that they have set for the wind farms down there. Um, There is a quote, um, and this was from, uh, this was also from uh, the Petroleum Association of Wyoming. Um, One of the members of this petition did say, it's not that they're against wind energy, they're just saying that um, for agriculture use, you know, and really private ownership use you know there needs to be a little more cooperation um with with the wind farm so um i i i was just surprised that's quite a bit of signatures um you know so um i would imagine albany county i bet those commissioners are probably going to consider you know updating those regulations yeah for sure um senator Enzi's in the news um and we'll kind of dive into this topic here. So he's mad at the EPA um, in regards to oil refineries and getting, you know, some sort of tax exemptions, um, you know, to be renewable energy or green energy. Um, I, I see what he's doing. He's fighting for some Wyoming refineries. Um, you know, I um, how I stand on all this, even being in oil and gas. I just think the the um these tax exemptions lead us into some some hairy situations like this um and federal money grant money right because then uh wyoming's um so you've got senator enzi pretty much conflict you know arguing well i mean he can't do anything the epa made this rule but um you know, so you have a you have a U.S. senator, uh, you know, arguing with the federal, e- you know, uh, agency, and then you've got Wyoming's. This is interesting. We'll, I'll kind of swing back to this, but the Wyoming uh, State Wyoming um, Joint Committee on Corporations, Elections, and Political Subdivision, um, they passed the proposal draft. So this will go to legislation. So it's not like this is going to happen. Um, it was a close vote. It was six to five. Uh, but what it would do is, the state of Wyoming has an exemption tax for you know wind energy. Um, that the you know any so like Pacific Corp, they've got some wind farms, right? So they've been getting a tax exemption from the state. Um, why I bring this up is, I would prefer the state and the feds to get out of it, let it be a free market. You know, if 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 a utility company wants to set up a wind farm and provide electricity, okay, go, cool, you know, okay, cool. You know, I don't think the state or the feds should give them money for that. And then I also think, you know, NZ's fighting the EPA for oil refineries. I no, I think it's it's all a free market. You know, if if, if you can produce a free or sorry, not a free, if you can produce a product. Okay, it's a free market. So, um, anyways, that was kind of long-winded there, but
1: uh, yeah, we are gonna, well, yeah, go ahead. It is interesting too. I mean, Enzi's quoted in the article. Um, you know, it's the Renewable Fuel Standard program uh, is he says is a broken system, um, but he says exemptions are necessary for our small refineries to compete on a level playing field. Um, so, yeah, I was kind of getting back to what you're, you're saying, raising up these smaller businesses to be on the same level as bigger businesses. I, I, I totally understand where you're coming from on that. It, it, and,
0: it, and it's funny because both industries will, will argue the same point. Oh, hey, look, you gave, you know, you're giving wind energy an exemption. So give natural gas or coal an exemption. I say we're going to give no one an exemption. Whoever can provide the cheapest to the consumer is going to win right Um, and most reliable Um, and we last episode we were talking about our coal fired power plants you know I think um, I'm not 100% sure but I'm pretty sure this is tied into that wind exemption tax that we have going on here um, which we may now repeal and I understand from the utility company they're like well hold on like okay like if you get now I think the state should just get out of it and they can just run their business like a business but um, you know, both sides do it every time. Oh, well, you're giving money to, you know, renewables. Okay. So you should give money to oil and gas. It's like, I think you shouldn't get any money. You're, you're, you are providing a service and you're providing a product. Let the free market win. Um, yeah, that is is my opinion. You know, people may come after me if you're in oil and gas, but just let the free market win. Um, and I'm actually, I bring this up because obviously, uh, Liz Cheney, or sorry, not Cheney, this is Loomis, sorry. Loomis has positioned herself as a big, um, big supporter of oil and gas, which naturally she will. Um, But her opponent, um, David is his last name, kind of brings up this point of, well, you're giving money to oil and gas companies, which is like, yeah. I mean, everyone, you know, both sides are giving money to both sides, but um, I kind of agree with his point on, you know, um, we're going to be in some budget deficits, it, you know, if it's a free market, it'd be a free market. Um, right. but, um, anyways, um, agriculturally, um, there's a federal program right now. Um, uh, Wyoming ranchers and farmers are eligible. Um, they can get some grant funds, uh, up to $500,000. This is outside of the COVID or cares act. So this is another separate, um, you know federal aid for agriculture um i do want to make a plug in here the small the wyoming small business council they still have funds out of the cares act um so if you are a rancher if you're a farmer or a small business owner uh go go get on there and apply and um i've been told they're trying to speed it up um okay but if anything they've got funds so you
1: know right you know um
0: it might not be quick but you'll get it at some point
1: so yeah and uh we should point out too yesterday would have been the new uh release of the last whatever grouping of the the funds too from the cares act so those should be available as of yesterday yeah so so apply if you need it um
0: and like i mean they've got anyways and I, I i actually talked to a lady i think she's out of buffalo she does like the sheridan county this northeastern part. Okay. she was super helpful um you know they're pretty responsive um and 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 they do want like everyone to remind other people hey there's funds here we've got money
1: yeah.
0: for businesses um so um go take a look it's there um and yeah and good good reminder you know that we are first day in of the last you know, release of the funds. So, um, all right, hopefully you and I don't get on our soapboxes here on this next one, Zach, but this will be our Give No Ground segment. Um, this is applause and celebration to uh, Tracy Hunt out of West End County. Um, I love uh, what they're saying, you know. Um, the quote was, you know, we feel that Weston County citizens know how to live their life and we'll do it the right way. And I was like, yes, that's how we should have done this from the get-go. Um, however, you and I both found it was kind of an interesting vote there in <laughs> yeah. Weston County. Uh, yeah. uh, two of the five commissioners were not there. Um, yeah. and, and so it was a vote of two to one to pretty much what happened was is they uh, – how to put this there's no restrictions in the county is, is pretty much what that vote happened to be yeah um you, you know uh, maybe we'll share this article uh, but uh it's i just love that finally a commissioner's coming out and saying you know what who, who i don't have the right to tell my citizens how to live their life and the businesses so i love that um i think it's a little weird that two of the commissioners weren't there to vote anyways but um yeah what was your thought on that zach
1: yeah you yeah, know i thought that was interesting um i think it's i think it's time to start walking this stuff back um you know weston county is a, a smaller population than you know say sheridan or natrona but um yeah i i do think it's it's nice to see that we're like okay you know we've got a lot of the data in front of us we've got all you know a lot of information um you know let's turn it over to the people let them decide how they want to go about you know exercising or you know, being healthy and safe in the face of COVID um yeah I I think that's how this should have been done from the beginning you know I'm not saying masks are dumb or they're worthless or they're you know not going to work I think it should be left up to every person to decide how they want to go about doing that
0: yeah and I you know and um you can, you can, you can point fingers of, of, of how this went awry, you know, on, on the restrictions and things like that. Um, but, um, you know, I'm, I think we're going to start seeing it here in the fall. You know, you're already seeing the Supreme court kind of say some States restrictions were unconstitutional. I think all the restrictions were unconstitutional, but, you know, I think you're going to start seeing the people say, Hey, let us police, you know, um, Now I don't want to use that word because of what's going on, but you know, I've been saying it from the get go, you know, if if it makes somebody feel comfortable, I'll put a mask on. Um, you you know, if you're a business owner and you want people to wear masks before they get seated. Okay, cool. Um, you you know, all the way back to the Smith alley. I don't know if you remember that, you know, where now we can argue about how that was purported, but you know, if she's a business owner and she didn't want her employees to wear masks, that's her business, you know. I, yeah. So, anyways, I think we're gonna start seeing this more um, in a good way. Um, you know, I will say this: if if you are of that pre-existing condition, you're in that age group, please take your precautions. Um, if you've got a fam like me, like if if I've got family members, I'm gonna take my precautions, right? You know, um, which again is what we should have been doing, and we should have let the people make that decision and so that anyways that's what tracy Hunt's doing in weston county that's why uh they're getting a little spotlight here in the give no ground i think we're finally people are standing up to this overreach and uh again we're going to encourage the governor he extended the restrictions but i'll give it to him that he's standing his ground and hey you know telling people just to stick with it we're going through a spike You know, I'm not going to, I'm not putting any more restrictions on. Let's just keep going. So, yeah. Yep. Anyways, that's our give, give no ground segment there. I like it. Um, all right. We've got a lot of, this is kind of fun. We've got a lot of, uh, cool little stuff here in state kind of other state news. Um, I'm kind of excited to see what South Dakota and Wyoming can create, um, they're partnering up for kind of an ultimate road trip. It'll start in Mount Rushmore, and then go to Yellowstone. Uh, so it goes right through uh, Sheridan. So, well, you'd hope so. Um, yeah. What was your thoughts on that?
1: I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, that's pretty neat to see two states, you know, um, working together to kind of create this this tourism industry. You know, keep it going and and make a fun uh, thing out of it. You know. Uh, there's a lot to see between Mount Rushmore and Yellowstone. Um, mm-hmm. You know, whether you're, you're just driving through the Black Hills are cool. You have Devil's Tower, you know, and then if you decide to go the Buffalo route over to Yellowstone or the Sheridan route over, there's still pretty scenery the whole way. Um, and I, I think that's really cool. Um, they uh, something that stood out to me at the end of the article the way they're trying to um, promote this this trip or this experience. Um, is through different advertisements, obviously, on radio and um, some apps like Spotify and Pandora. Um, but one in particular was interesting. Both states want to uh, pay a social media influencer to go on the trip themselves and kind of share it and, and document it on social media. So it'll be interesting to see who they pick and, and uh, um, you know, kind of follow that journey with them.
0: But, yeah, no, I th- I found that pretty cool. I mean, I think no surprise there with South Dakota, their governor is very, um, you know, with the times, I guess I should say, you know, and, um, you you know, I'll give Gordon his credit too, but yeah, um, that was kind of cool. Um, uh, but I mean, that's, that's advertising now, you, you know, you got to get a couple famous people to, you know, document the trip and, um, you know, shoot, you know, we are going to talk about him here in a little bit, but, uh, um, you know, maybe it's Kanye, you know, I don't, you know, I I don't know if each state wants him to do that, but um, yeah, I think, I think it's cool, and one thing I thought about was, you know, hopefully they can get Montana involved, Um, because there is some history, right, you know, you go north of Sheridan, there's uh, the Battle of the Little Bighorn, or Custer's Last Stand, however you want to call it, but, um, and then, you know, you can go up through Montana, that's a pretty, um, pretty uh, road trip as well, so Yep. Um, yeah it would be kind of cool we'll kind of keep our eye on that and see what uh, what they come up with so that's exciting for sure talking about Yellowstone area um, there's a we'll put this listing up right on the website there's a uh, 13 million dollar home there in Jackson uh, I see Zach. <laughs> um, yeah uh, we'll post it up it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty nice very modern yep. looking house yes um,
1: yeah yeah it,
0: um, I, I see your i see your comment there it probably um would i want to live there uh, yeah should i have it as like my winter home
1: just to go over to jackson you you know, and Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah I, I think um no i think the spot is cool you know the the pictures on the listing show you know how it looks out over the river and perfect view of the tetons and um as I think the real estate spot itself would be attractive to me. Um, the house itself again is, is very, very modern. What you would think of, you know, maybe a big house in Jackson, but, um, yeah, my, my probably ideal house right there would have been a cabin, something like that. So, um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's a really beautiful spot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, where it is in Jackson, like, well, again, we'll share this listing. I mean, really cool. It's got cool views. Um, but uh yeah it, it's definitely the style of home you would picture somebody having a 13 million dollar home in jackson um yeah but uh just had to talk about that that popped up on one of our um like news outlets so um will uh, what will we'll, we'll skip kanye's thing we're gonna try and see his reactions to uh uh the cody um in whatever that county is um because they kind of denied him that uh um uh, parking garage, you know, oh, proposal. Um, yeah, yeah. And someone someone was telling me he kind of went off on Twitter, but um I mean they approved his guest house. So it's like, hey, okay. you gotta win there. Um uh, yeah. I don't think you were ever gonna get that parking garage, dude. Like <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, garage.
1: But, I uh, think it was two of them. I don't know if it was just one. I think it was like two massive parking garages underground
0: (laughs) yeah Yeah, it it, it was a little ridiculous but uh, i will say in his defense i told you uh, greenies this is why we have our zoning rules is because he's not going to just get to build his underground parking garage so your sage chickens are okay they're safe i promise you (laughs) um he did get his guest house so i guess if a guest house is what destroys a population then I think you've got bigger yeah. issues uh, than right. that. Um, <laughs> this is kind of cool. Well, or cool, interesting to talk about here. Um, if anyone has been up through Midland Market, kind of towards the high school in Highland Park, um, you've ob- if you've been driving through there recently, you've obviously seen some development going on. That is called the Hidden Bridge Ranch Project, um, and. Uh, I was just told by a realtor today, Zach, that the, the original square footage of those lots were like under 4,000 square feet. So they okay. were tiny. Yeah. Um, and I actually, after he told me that, and then, you know, the paper said that the contractor, you know, is conceding to six. And then the realtor kind of was like, well, you know, the city average is 7,500. Yeah. I I actually almost think the council needs to keep pushing on this contractor and make him at least the city average. Uh the the, pro, the problem is we're getting into is, you know, what's affordable, you know, and, and what's affordable housing. Um and he, you know, the the contractor's claiming he's lost about thirty lots due to this increase. So he'd probably lose another, you know, he'd probably lose another fifteen or so, you know, if, if we made him go to seven. Um
1: yeah. Interesting. Uh this kind of like the we reported on was it in Lander a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago. They were talking about something similar. Um yeah, and it, it's but yeah, again, affordable housing kind of uh uh deal. Um yeah, it's interesting. It's it's interesting. Um we'll have to keep keep an eye on this, see how that, that goes. But um, uh yeah i mean like i don't know how many again it's this question of like how do we get young people to stay is it the jobs or the housing you know which ones comes first so. yeah
0: chicken and the egg
1: and and you know and
0: i, I uh, one of the things in the article by the sheridan press were um you know homeowners in the area did not like obviously the original four thousand square feet because mm-hmm. it's going to hurt their value which I, like i'm right. like yeah totally i mean that yeah um you know the six thousand. I, I think it definitely helps. Um, yeah. You know, uh, it, it, I don't know. It, it's a hard. It, it, it's a hard line to to follow, um, or a hard line to stay on. You know. Um, so yeah, we're gonna keep an eye on it because they. I think the council. I don't. Did they agree to this six thousand square feet? Did they agree
1: to this? Um, I I couldn't find this um, uh, article, um, so I'm not I'm not exactly sure. Um, I'll have to look. I I have a feeling they did right. I think that was
0: their you know okay. he got it to six thousand, mm-hmm. and that's why it was pretty contentious voting because I think it was by one or two votes. Um, okay. So we'll keep an eye on it. You know, it's um, yeah. it's not going to be quick. You know, those subdivisions behind Highland are still going, so it's kind of You're right um it's good because there's going to be more housing um i think time will tell if was it um was it worth you know the effort by the developer and effort by the city you know so we'll kind of time will tell um for sure um you know talk about this one this one's kind of a funny one too if we're talking about the council
1: here (laughs) we got a lot of local sheridan news this week (laughs) yeah yeah um yeah, so over the weekend, I saw the Sheridan Press reported, um, Sheridan City Council is considering or they, there was a proposal to um, turn off half the lights on Main Street um, as an attempt to, you know, save some money. Um, and so the investigation or the report that they had said that it would save them, I think, $1,750 over a year. Um, but that first year would really only save them $50 because to pay city workers to go and remove light bulbs or take out fuses would cost $1,700. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it, uh, it's just, it's <laughs> silly. <laughs> it,
0: but it was, uh, I think you sent it to me or something, and I was yeah. just laughing. I was like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. And not in a mean way. It's just like, like, this is straight out of a movie, like, out of a sitcom, you know, it's like, oh, gosh, it was
1: funny, like, I, yeah, uh... it's, it's like a stereotypical small western town, like, you know, newspaper headline that you'd see, yeah, exactly, out of a, so, uh, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just, it's humorous, it is, Um, Uh... you know, and it's, I don't know, I, there's gotta be other ways. I mean, what are they looking at? What's the like hierarchy of things that we need to like do to save money? You know, is this really at the top? Um, and maybe it's not, this is just, you know, we found this and we're going to decide not to go with that. Um, yeah. but so I, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I did see though. Or
0: go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. It, it, and you know, it, it, and we're going to give them credit. Like, Hey, that's a pretty creative, you, you, you know, um, it, Cause like, you know, if we're thinking through hierarchy of services, right? You know, our, yeah, electricity bill, you know, if we can cut our utility bill, you know, yeah, cause then we haven't cut anyone's, tr- I mean, it, it's pretty creative, you know, in, in my thinking. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. That, that was one thing I wanted
1: to add. They did, uh, I should point out uh, in the, the Sheridan Press report, there were concerns about, you know, safety and visibility on Main Street. Um, You know, about a year ago, around this time, there was kind of a string of break-ins and and burglaries um, Mm -hmm. in the downtown area, but none of them happened on Main Street. Um, And uh, Lieutenant, uh, Travis is is a Lieutenant um, said, uh, Travis Koltiska said, you know, they contribute or they think that the amount of lighting on Main Street is why that didn't happen. You didn't see any break-ins on Main Street. Um, you know, some other people, I think it might've been Rich Bridger pointed out, um, you know, there's a lot of bars and there's a lot of restaurants on main street. Um, and if we reduce visibility, you're going to increase the chance of maybe some, uh, some accidents and, uh, you know, vehicle crashes and wrecks. So, um, yeah, I think, I I think 50 bucks isn't worth, (laughs) um, you know, removing the lights and maybe decreasing people's safety and, um, Protecting their property as well. So,
0: yeah, and and on that note, you know, um, you and I both kind of when this came out on Facebook and everywhere, holy crap! Like over fifty bucks, and then people got so divisive about it. Um, <laughs> and 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 just to be devil's advocate, because I do agree, I think I think the lighting's gonna help the bars and the restaurants and the businesses from a safety standpoint. Um and protection of property. However, I'll be a devil's advocate and say, well, it's on the business owner as well to have security cameras or lights of their own, right? It's not the city's job to provide lighting, you know, whatever, you know. Right. Now, it's the police's job, yes. And I think uh, Lieutenant Koltziska is spot on, you know, like, yeah, I think the lighting, you know, definitely attributes to the lack of crime because it's very well lit they yep. are there you know he i don't think he'd want to come out and say it, but they're there in a heavy presence be due to the bars um right. but man holy crap like so divisive and it's like really guys we're arguing about a thing that's probably not gonna happen over 50 bucks yeah. um <laughs> it, you guys are missing the point like what um yeah so it's and that's just how it is right now it's like you yeah. everyone wants to be mad about something and i get it we're right mental health and you you know people are locked inside and no jobs you you know i get it but it's like we're forgetting to be human and we're forgetting yeah people own businesses on main street um so anyway i just wanted to say that and uh you where did you find this next piece um about the appropriations
1: Uh, fund this was also in the sheridan press i think they just reported it yesterday or today um but so you know we're looking at maybe saving a total of 50 bucks in a year. Um, we have $27 million, um, that was supposed to be spent on projects this year that wasn't. So it was either saved or just, you know, COVID maybe shut down some projects. So Mm -hmm. that 27 million will be added to the appropriations fund, um, for next year. Um, and this money will still, is still with the purpose of, you know, funding projects, um, construction or whatever it is. So, um, so that is kind of cool. We have, we have a pretty good uh, surplus going into next year. <clears throat> yeah. Well that that's
0: good news that, you know, I, I think uh, when, if we get some other, uh, blah, blah, blah. if we get um, kind of our city council candidates back on and maybe uh, rich Bridger and hopefully we can get mayor Miller on, um, you know, kind of ask, you know, maybe, maybe some creative ideas that they have, um, you know, hopefully, and maybe, I don't know, some of these funds, you know, you have to use for certain things. So I get that, but um, you know, if there is some creativity to, you know, save that money or um, you know, use it for other stuff, they'd be interested to know some people's thoughts, but that's, that's good news. And I I would imagine you're right. During the summer is when we do a lot of our projects. I wonder if that's what happened is we got stalled out and then now we don't have time. Um, Right. You know, uh, some other state news. Um, I'll touch on this one first. It's kind of a small story. Uh, the state's looking at, you know, cause I can't imagine this brings in that much revenue, uh, but um, you know, alcohol export rules and regulations, they're looking at, you know, how do we change that to increase it? You know, so if somebody from, I think they were using an example there from Cowboy State Daily about, you know, someone in Tennessee wanted to buy, you know, Wyoming whiskey, you know, the state right now does have a limitation on how much it can be. Okay. (laughs) Like, again, it's like, okay, way to be creative and way to think out of the box and and support Wyoming businesses. Um, I mean, unless I'm missing something here, but like, I would imagine it's going to be quite a bit, right, that the cap is at. Sure. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think... You know, I don't know. And 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 I, you know, they had some people challenging this in regards to like you, you know, online sales, right? If someone uh, I don't think Blacktooth, you can do this, but just for an example, if someone in yeah. South Dakota wanted to order a big old keg or something with Blacktooth, you know, that was their concern is how do we make sure they're 21? You know, how do we make sure they're a business? Um right. which which we already kind of have that set up. So I'm kind of like I think all we're talking about is the amount, you know, that somebody can get across state lines, Um, which again, though, would be like, well, it'd be the state's import laws. So anyways, it's weird story that we're thinking about it. I mean, again, it's like way to be creative, but um, I would imagine our alcohol sales or
1: exports are probably not, you know, something that would help us. Yeah, not a substantial part of our economy. And I I think maybe they're looking at making it more of that. Um, That's what it looked like in the article anyways, you know, saying, I forget the representative they quoted who said, you know, Wyoming should be a great place to open a a brewery or a distillery. Um, So maybe that's the look is to try and get more people to start one or to move their distilleries here.
0: Sure. And and I guess... (laughs) Yeah, we missed the boat on Anheuser-Busch because they're in Colorado. But I mean, if that's what he's thinking, it's like, well, we kind of already missed that window. But yeah, um, I could okay. see that because then you bring more jobs in. And so, um, yeah, yeah, so something they're thinking about. Um, it's kind of like that chicken and the egg thing, though, again, is like, well, you need the business to move here first. You know, like, right. We're kind of yeah. getting ahead of ourselves, you know, I, know, yeah, So, um, yeah. anyways, it's kind of cool. I think we've got people that are being creative they're coming up with ideas um so um i'll kind of touch on this zach i found this this morning super fascinating and i think we need to talk about it because it is important yeah so uh the wyoming gop so the wyoming republican party um they have just censored uh, one of their committee women uh joanne Shrew, um and it was because she was running a political action committee or a program um, called the cowgirl run fund. Um, And um, let me kind of talk about the cowboy run, the cow, sorry, cowgirl run fund. Um, The goal of that is to support women in a non-partisan way if they're running for public office. I think it's a wonderful idea. However, I, I, I kind of side with the GOP party. Yes, she should be censored because she is a committee woman for the GOP. However, um, you know, I think, I think the Wyoming GOP did not handle this the right way um, because like we just said about the Calgirl Run Fund, I mean, that's its goal is to support nonpartisans. So that means both sides. And the GOP party, Wyoming GOP party stated you know, she's, this PAC supported Democratic candidates. And it's like, well, duh, because they're women and they're running right. for elected office. That's what the fund yes. yeah. does. She also supported GOP women. Um, right. So um, anyways, what's your thoughts, Zach? Um, I see you've got some notes here, but uh,
1: kind of a weird story uh, that we get to talk about today. I agree. I think it, I don't think it paints uh, the Wyoming GOP in the best light, um, and I don't, I don't know if I can necessarily completely agree with them. I understand where they're coming from, because um, it does seem maybe like this is a little personal. Um, there's some chairmen on the Wyoming GOP who lost their elections, um, and so maybe they're, you know, contributing that to Joanne's uh, role in, in in funding to the to this nonprofit or uh, group. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think you and I both agree. We want to see more more women, more young people in general, um, you know, running in the uh, GOP or being, you know, conservative, um, politicians, um, you know, some people like Nikki Haley, uh, is a great conservative, um, you know, former ambassador to the UN. And, um, I think she's, she on the president's staff right now or something like that. But, um, uh, and then Dan Crenshaw, another, you know, from Texas, great, um, young conservative uh, congressman. Um, I think those are people the GOP needs, um, and I think those are the people we, uh, we want to see fighting and standing up for conservative values.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, and, and like I think some other examples would be like Candace Owens, um, you know, Turning Point USA with Charlie Kirk. I mean, now, I mean, these are, um, you know, conservative views, but I mean, you um, In regards to the GOP of Wyoming, yeah, it's like you guys are kind of missing the point here is, um, you know, Joanne's intentions from what I can see was just getting women involved, right? Like, yeah, we need more women involved. I think, Um, I think like the state of Wyoming's legislator only has like two or three women, you know, out of like 90 spots or something like that. Um, yeah i think this current which, session or term yeah. yeah which which is obviously you know it's going to change because there were a couple that won but um yeah you know and i i think um yeah as conservatives you know this is sometimes why you know there's there's a bad rap for conservatives because like yeah you don't want women or young people and it's like oh well, yeah because you do stuff like this that's like guy like we understand why they like I get why they did it, but I'm with you too. It yeah. looks bad when you have uh, the chairman, Allred, who lost, and he's the yeah. one bringing it. It's like, okay, like, did did anyone, like, wait to think and like, let's hold on a second. Let's think this through. Um, and I will tell you, it's interesting because the truths um you know, if, if she's related to the trues, you know, are a longtime Wyoming family, they do, they do energy, they've got ag, they've got ranches. Um, you know, it's like, you know, it from my view, looking outside, looking in, I'm like, her intentions were good in regards to just getting women involved. Yeah. You know, sorry that, you know, some of the women running were Democrat, like, geez, like, come on guys. Like, so anyways, okay. but, um, yeah, fascinating story. Um, I, I, I I'm with you. I think the GOP did not handle this the right way. I get while I get like while both sides did it. I, like Joanne's side, and I get why the GOP did it, but um yeah, it looks bad. But yeah. Um, anyways, so yeah, cool little uh just a, kind of an interesting little political note there. Um sure. Zach looks like to end it out, you've got some uh we're going to cover some local um, local activities, some things going around uh, around the state.
1: Yeah, um, you know, give people a chance to get out and go be active, join the last, you know, few weeks of warm, nice weather. Um, so uh, the Sheridan Press reported mountain bike discovery nights had been rescheduled. I don't know when it was originally scheduled, but tonight and Friday night so the 16th actually so I guess by the time this comes out the only one that you'll probably hear about is the 18th but go check it out the 18th um, Sheridan community land trust and Antelope Butte Foundation uh, will teach riders tips and tricks about mountain biking um, and they're going to do this kind of on the red grade trail so just above the uh, the ski turnouts or the, the snowmobile turnout um, it's a two-hour bike ride for people any skill beginner intermediate expert um you know they made it uh, made sure to say that riders are required to wear a helmet um and then you know you'll give it you'll be given two hours to ride um meet at the red red grade trailhead parking lot um at 5 45 um and actually it looks like 4 p.m for friday the 18th so 4 p.m red grade trailhead parking lot um yeah i think that's a really cool thing to get more people mountain biking and especially get some young kids started. We've got um, great downtown bike shops um, that are super knowledgeable on this stuff too. So, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, and, and, you know, and actually today driving around town, I think I um, I saw people riding their bikes. I don't think it was, I mean, it, too early, but um, yeah. that's what they're probably it, uh, in preparation for. Um, but yeah, if you've never been on the red grade trailheads, you know, those are awesome trails. We got great trail systems there um, and really bike paths in general throughout town are awesome. So um, yeah, if you're listening to this on Friday, you know, definitely see if you want to go and join and um, you know, hopefully it's a great day on Friday. Uh, Another thing happening on Friday um, and I will be there and so uh, maybe uh, representing uh, Go Be Wyoming, but uh, the oil field helping hands chapter of the Rockies they're doing a fundraiser down in Casper. Um, and it's a concert fundraiser. So, uh, Tris Bunsik's going to play,
1: uh,
0: for a couple hours. And, um, I, I believe any of the proceeds, so they're selling, uh, um, you know, alcohol and food. And so any of the proceeds will go to that chapter. Um, so that'll be exciting. That'll be kind of cool to see uh, what that looks like Um, and then also another Friday event for you Sheridan folk Uh, the Duke and Irby band is playing Friday night um, at the Big Horn Y and uh, this is a fundraiser um, for the band to get funds so they can go down to Nashville and and do some professional recording so I think that's pretty cool and pretty exciting so if um, you know quite a bit to do on Friday night
1: you know yeah yeah for sure uh especially because there's no home football game this week right
0: correct yeah the varsity is going to be all the way in
1: rock springs all Ooh. all pretty rock springs <laughs> there yeah yeah so definitely go enjoy a bike ride or take in some music
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely um Well, guys, I think that is it that we have for today's episode. Zach, thanks for jumping in. Thanks for doing some research on some of this stuff. And um, we will catch everybody next time. Awesome. Look forward to it.